Welcome to Emergency Contact, the podcast where people tell good stories about bad injuries. My name is Andy Fitch, and you might have noticed I have been absent for the past uh, two or three weeks. That's because I was shadowing some doctors at a local hospital, and I ended up stubbing my toe really badly and being admitted to that same hospital. I just want to clear something up that in the previous episode, uh, I had texted an emoji of a, uh, an eggplant, and that wasn't meant to be phallic. I didn't realize that was a meme. Uh, I, I just texted that because that's what my toe looked like. It was purple and swollen and large and a little green at one end. And uh, by the way, Brian died. This past week, we did not have an episode, and that was because... The co-host of the show, uh, Brian Russo, uh, he went into the woods and didn't come out. It, we waited the appropriate amount of time, about 48 hours, and declared him dead. It's the only logical explanation. Uh, so since Brian's dead, I don't want to do this by myself. I decided I should get a new co-host, and it worked so well when I put out a Craigslist ad to get Andy Feesh in here. I figured I'd put another Craigslist ad out there and... Uh, We've, we've got a new co-host, and uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Hey, guys. Uh, my name is Brian Hayes. I'll be filling in for Brian Russo. Well, not filling in. I guess I'm replacing him because he's, he's dead. Yep. Although there's no body, right? No. Okay. Which, which is, I mean, some people think that's really tragic, but I, I'm, I'm glad there was no body because we saved a lot on funeral expenses. Oh, that's good. I, I never really thought of it that way. Uh, yeah, so uh, my name is Brian Hayes. Uh, I'm a voice actor. I, I saw the Craigslist ad, and I thought this would be a, a fun little project. Uh, I, I just got into podcasts, so this is, a, this is a little bit of a new experience. You might notice that I, I sound like Brian Russo, and that's because I am a trained uh, voice actor. So I've listened to all of the episodes, kind of got a feel for his cadence, his, his timbre, and uh, I've, I've tried to copy what he sounds like. This is actually what my normal voice sounds like. Your your voice is different. It's very deep. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I I actually kind of prefer speaking like Brian Russo. Uh, not that it, not that it's a particularly good sounding voice, but it's it's just easy on the vocal cords. Uh, I'm used to doing a lot of scream acting. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited about about the podcast, and uh, I think we should we should get into it. Yeah, um, gotta say, uh, welcome, and I'm looking forward to hearing about scream acting. Scream acting, <laughs> uh, not not like the movie Scream oh. or the television show, but like voice acting as people screaming. But let's get into the episode, Andy. What do you say? Yeah, I say let's do it. Okay, so in the fancy fancy studio, which is beautiful by the way, uh, we have Paige Campbell. Hi. Hey. Hello. Hi. How are you guys? Uh, I'm fine. Uh, I'm well. I don't think Brian Russo is fine. You though. do seem to be coping remarkably well, though. I have to say, Andy. I mean, I, I didn't think about it until recently, but I kind of saw this coming. Really? Yeah. Wandering into the woods and dying. Brian talked about it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If 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 I had to pick a way to go, it'd probably be along those lines. Please don't. Please don't. You don't want me to go into the woods and die, too? Well, this is a really good thing going right now. You sound oh, yeah? just like him. You kind of look like him. Okay. I'd rather not lose another co-host to Plus the that's woods. that's going to be a thing. 
Yeah, we you know. don't. And then, like, what you're going to get another one. It's after just going to be. You know? I don't want it to be a gag. I don't want to. We're playing with people's lives. Yeah, here. let's please not let it be a gag. <laughs> <laughs> so you might know Paige from being a filmmaker. <laughs> you might. You might. You 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 don't. It's okay. Uh, Paige came up to me right after the funeral. She just happened to be walking. There was no funeral. <laughs> no, there was a funeral. It was just really cheap. Okay. So uh, I was at Brian's funeral. Uh, we were lowering an empty casket into the ground, and Paige just happened to be jogging in that cemetery. And she saw me and recognized me, and she came up to me, and she's like, hey, I have a really good story. Can I get on your podcast? And through my tears, I said, oh, okay. And here we are. Oh, that's, a, that's a beautiful story. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's hear another beautiful story. Uh, Paige, why don't you take us away? All right. Um, so I I guess this is the story of how I got shot. Oh. Um, which is, it's not the most painful experience in my life, but up there. Definitely, definitely the most, like um, among the top five most painful experiences in my top life, five? for sure. Not even like top three. Might be top two, but oh, it's okay. definitely not the most painful. No. Oh, that's, that's kind of reassuring. I've always thought that it would be very painful to be shot, but... Apparently, it's no big deal. Well, you know, it, you go numb is the thing, is okay. that you just lose all feeling in the body part that's been shot. That's convenient. It mm. is. It is. Run, okay. Running, though, with the, well, we'll, I'll, we'll I'll elaborate there. on that. So um, this was like two, I think I just had my two-year anniversary this last August. Um, so about two years ago, I was walking home from dinner on a Saturday night pretty pretty early in the evening, I would say. Um, and I was just walking down my own street, and suddenly a drive-by, I didn't really, it more happened around me than I walked through it, um, <laughs> and I caught a ricochet off a porch where the, I believe, intended targets had been standing, and it went into my right ankle, and I, well, I mean, I hit the floor, obviously. The floor. The, f- the outside the floor. Yes. The outside the, floor the owned cement. by, <laughs> the outside floor owned by Bill, Bill de Blasio, which we've already established. Where yes. was this, by the way? This was in Ridgewood, Queens. Okay, so this would have been to, just as de Blasio took office? I think so. Yeah, it was right after the World Cup ended, I believe. I recall that specifically. Ah, yeah. Okay. So that sounds right to me, but I'm probably revealing I think that ignorance. is how they ended the World Cup with the inauguration of Bill de Blasio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone's suit was very into it. But uh, yeah, so I was I was shot and I knew immediately that I had been shot, which is something people ask me a lot. I'm not really sure. Did you sure. know you got yeah, like, like, that kind of question? Yeah, did I realize I had been shot? And it's like, of course I fucking realized I'd been shot. What is like how would anybody not realize they had been shot? Well, I think the media kind of puts that idea out there that, like, you might think it was something else. Like Forrest Gump. Right. He gets shot in the rear end, <laughs> and he talks about it feeling like he got bit or something like that. Like stung? Yeah, it's like when he's, like, running with the rest of his battalion. Yeah, I don't, I mean, and I was shot with a twenty two. It wasn't like it was a particularly. Yeah, and it was slower because it had ricocheted, ricocheted. Off, a, off a railing. And I definitely, like, my foot flew out from under me. And you're immediately Ooh, like, wow. I got shot. Well, yeah, because you hear it at the same time you feel it. So this was like an actual drive? Like, they drove by you? They drove. And so you just I happened was, to be in front of it? If you can imagine, I was walking north on the street, and mm-hmm. I had just crossed the intersection. Okay. And they pulled up to the corner going east. 
Okay. And so they were shooting northwards. Gotcha. And a bullet hit the porch railing and went, I guess, eastwards and downwards into my ankle. Everybody following? <laughs> well, it's, you know, I'm sort of, I'm miming with my hands, but that's not helpful to anybody except so you guys. So it was, they were going perpendicular. They were shooting yeah. parallel to where you were walking. Correct. So uh, did anybody else get shot at this instance? Nope. Oh, man. I was the only one. Lucky you. Did they keep driving or was, did they be like, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, they, they, well. <laughs> they're not going to get out and help. I, I don't was know, concerned man. they were going to, I mean, I didn't know oh, who was shooting at the time. I was kind of concerned they were going to like intentionally kill me because I had been shot when I wasn't supposed to be. And you would have been a witness. Yeah. Oof. So that was, it was a very frightening 30 seconds of my life. I, I assume it was you're about You're sure 30 you seconds. weren't the target? Pretty sure. Okay. I don't, I have, I, you know, I got a warning from the Latin Kings long ago and I moved my heroin operation off their territory. So we should not have any beef. So the, the, um... I got hit with the first bullet. They kept shooting after I had already hit the ground. And so I had to like, when I sort of like rolled over in front of a car and cowered there until they stopped shooting Mm -hmm. and then they peeled out. Wow. I was only told after the fact that it was the Latin Kings. Oh, okay. So it was. Yeah, no, it was literally the Latin Kings. Wow. I just didn't know that at the time. And was that because they were caught or was it just like someone... Apparently, this is all like an ongoing Feud. thing. Okay, that the cops are apparently very aware of that. Like, oh yeah, it's Latin Kings again. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess they have some sort of beef related to heroin selling with a local gang in Ridgewood that they were shooting at as I happened to be walking past them. Hmm. So you've been shot. You're cowering behind this car, and yes. then they drive off. What happens next? Well, I sort of, I sort of crawl out onto the sidewalk and I call for help and immediately like four to six middle-aged Puerto Rican ladies descend upon me and like lift me onto the sidewalk, make a tourniquet, make a pillow for my head, hold me, call the ambulance. Like they were, they'd been down this road before, clearly. (laughs) And none of the guys who were shot at did anything? No, one wandered back to ask me if I had seen (laughs) who it was. Oh, and then you said, nah, snitches get stitches. <laughs> no, I think I said, get the fuck away from me. I just took a bullet for you. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was very, you know, they were, I, I have to say, I, if I had not felt a part of my neighborhood before, I really did in that moment. Yeah. So they, co- they called an ambulance? They called an ambulance. The cops showed up first, naturally, mm-hmm. um, demanding how, to know like what I knew, which was nothing. How long was the response, if you don't mind me asking? You know, my my timeline is a little messed up, but mm. I would venture to guess it was under five minutes for the cops That's and under good. 10 for the ambulance. That's pretty good. Yeah, it was it was not bad. It was definitely, it was a pretty quick response time. Hmm. So fast forward, the uh, ambulance picks you up, takes you to the hospital. Is the bullet still in your leg? Uh, yeah, it was lodged in my ankle bone. Wow. Ooh, in the yeah. bone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, you can see where they pulled it out. Oh, nice. Yeah. So yeah, it was in there. I was, I, I mean, I was hoping until they told me that it was lodged in my ankle bone that I wouldn't need surgery, mm. but it was, it quickly became very obvious that I was going to need surgery. What kind of surgery? Well, so actually they took me to Jamaica first, but That's I exotic. had- First class. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, it was definitely different from Ridgewood, but I had actually, the, the first person I called was actually my cousin because he- works at Sloan Kettering and had done his residency at New York Presbyterian. 
because I asked them where they were taking me and they said Jamaica and I said, okay, well, we need to work on that. That's you not know, happening. Time out. <laughs> <laughs> so they were planning on taking her to Jamaica or did you actually get there? They, yeah. Well, I asked them, I called my cousin. I think I like texted the person I was dating at the time slash living with. Um, and I called my cousin and told him I'd been shot. Cause I mean, he's a doctor obviously. Um, and I was sort of talking to him as they were loading me into the ambulance and he told me to ask them where they were taking me. And they said they were taking me to Jamaica hospital. Mm. Um, and that's apparently they have to, they have to take you to, to the, the, closest, the hospital closest hospital that's like equipped to do whatever it is. Sure. Um, and so they couldn't take me anywhere else. They had to take me to Jamaica, but my cousin, Aaron arranged, like worked on arranging a transfer from Jamaica to New York Prize. Okay. Pre-surgery or yeah. post? Okay. Like this was maybe 15, 20 minutes after I'd gotten shot. And so while all this is going on, what kind of pain are you going through? What are you experiencing? Yeah, you said it was numbing before. Is it is it like setting in the pain or? It had started, you know, it's so, it's a very difficult sensation to describe. Imagine the worst incident of your foot falling asleep in your whole life. Really? Like the most intense pins and needles, like numb, but also a little painful. I never would have thought of it that way. I would have thought of it more as like a Charlie horse, like a localized pain, not like your whole, like, was it? Well, it, it, was, it was mostly the foot. It okay. was mostly the foot and the ankle. I would say like by mid-calf felt normal, but it was completely useless. Mm-hmm. I couldn't move the toes. I couldn't move anything. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't stand on it, obviously. And it was just this weird, almost burning. I feel like I know. Like a hot pain? Hot and cold at the same time. Ooh, icy hot. Shaq. It was very weird. Unrevisable. And- <laughs> That's my Shaq impression. Uh, sponsored, by the way, Icy Hot and Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> what was he saying in those commercials? He's like, turn off the pain. <laughs> Uh, I'm a voice actor. So <laughs> <laughs> that was my Shaq impression. Um, okay, so so you're you're now transferred. Yeah, so I'm now. Well, I'm, they take me to Jamaica. Then the transfer happens. They take me to New York Presbyterian. Were they, were they like miffed at Jamaica? Like, oh, we're not good. We enough? don't we don't yes. want you here anyway. Really? Yes, they were so irritated. The attending huh. almost didn't let me go when really? the ambulance showed up. They're, I wanted this. They, seriously, they were deeply offended. Wow. The I remember the surgeon who was who looked like my age. First of all, oh, I know they say you want an old lawyer and a young doctor, but he looked like he had just Shaky finished. Like, uh, I think this is how I do it. Well, it was just. I mean, he was clearly very offended. He said two or three times that he had gone to NYU medical school. I'm like, that's great. I also went to NYU. However, <laughs> I am not having my surgery here, and you can't make me. So you, they were, they were miffed. You transferred over, and now you're getting prepped for surgery. Yes. They have to take like a lot of X-rays. Or wait, I don't they know did, how that works. Well, they had taken. There's oh, a slug in your leg. Some yes. X-rays were taken. I can't uh-huh. remember if they were taken at Jamaica or if they were taken at New York Presbyterian, mm-hmm. but X-rays were taken. They found an extra break that they hadn't realized was there. It was my the front of my ankle bone was shattered and then it was broken into like three or four major pieces. Mm-hmm. And they found an extra small break that they hadn't seen. And then yeah, they, you know, I had to wait because apparently I was the th- third gunshot wound New York Presbyterian had received that day. Ah, a hat trick. I know. Were you the third transfer from Jamaica? 
oddly, maybe, no. Maybe that's why that's they were so mad. <laughs> Damn it, another one. <laughs> no, surprisingly enough, the other two had happened on the Upper East Side. Oh. Hmm. That's why I don't go up there. <laughs> it's a terrible, scary place. <laughs> one of many reasons to avoid the Upper East Side of Manhattan. It's a lovely place. It's a sponsor, actually. <laughs> the entire Upper East Side? Yeah. yeah. The Upper East Side. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> Do you know uh, he's a, he has a doctorate and he's a like a state trooper? Wait, what? He he's a he's a doctor. He like went to like. Are both of those honorary titles? No, no, no they're sounds, real. Shaq got a doctorate in something, part. and he's a he's like an actual cop. Slam dunk doctor or something? No, he's not like a wizard of <laughs> like. He's on the Wizards, wasn't he? <laughs> yes. No, he wasn't. He was on the Orlando Magic. Ah, oh, fuck. Close enough. <laughs> um, so that was the third gunshot wound. Uh, so were they, you had to wait for the other two? Yes. Uh, I guess the other ones were more serious. And during this, were they giving you pain meds or were you just hanging out? Um, I think beforehand, yeah, they had me, they had me on some kind of an IV. I think it was an opioid of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they were wheeling me into surgery, they sort of sprung on me that they were going to give me an epidural, Oh, which was the worst experience of my entire life. Worse than the gunshot? So that's number one it out of top two. It was more frightening than the gunshot. Okay. Because like your whole half of your body goes numb? Yeah. I couldn't move. Yeah. They're and, like, we got to get this took- baby out of here. And you're like, I, wrong patient, <laughs> wrong patient. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Is that, That's like lower back, right? Yeah. It's like into the, your It's spine. always the same spot. It's like a lumbar. Right? Kind of. yeah. 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 They put a little, and apparently they were also giving me pain medication directly into my spine because I guess regular pain medication would not have been sufficient for the amount of pain I was going to be in. Why, do you know why they went so high up on your body for something as far away from, like? Well, I think, I think the idea with the epidural is specifically so that you don't have feeling in the lower part of your body. Like all, all nerves. I think they just weren't going to be able to give me, they couldn't let me out. Less so the epidural, but like the pain meds directly into your spine. Oh, I think that was just like expediency, okay. like, like yeah, for effectiveness. Well, we already got here. the hole. Because <laughs> like, um, I guess like <laughs> That's how it works, right? <laughs> I'm not a doctor, so I don't know. Yeah, I'm not a doctor as well. Good to know. Okay. So anyway, uh, was your cousin going to do the surgery, or was he just no? He was you up? just he's an oncologist. He okay. does not do surgery. He was just there. Okay. Um, and supportive and lovely and comforting, but um, yeah, he just he just had the hookup at New York Prez. So you went into surgery. Did they knock you out or were you No, they, um, I don't, there was a reason they could not put me out. So what they did was they sedated me. So I was awake, but I have no memory of it. You're conscious, but just loopy. Yeah. I have no memory of any of it. Um, and they, I think that was, it was the combination epidural and the sedative that enabled them to do the surgery. So okay. I couldn't, like, I, I guess the sedative wouldn't have been sufficient if I hadn't, if I'd been able to feel my lower body. Okay. But um, they didn't really tell me they were going to do this. <laughs> Surprise! Until I was in the room, um, which is probably a smart strategy, actually, looking back yeah. on it. And as they're, like, in the moment that they're inserting, I guess, the needle into my lower back, mm-hmm. um, my surgeon bursts in. He's like, it's like the he's Matrix. The, he's the biggest man I have ever seen in my entire life. It was Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> he's a doctor. He, he is a doctor, apparently. Uh, uh, <laughs> he said, turn off the page. <laughs> he's got his hands up like a surgeon. 
Um, no, instead he exclaimed, uh, Jesus Christ, the last time I saw three gunshot wounds in one day was the Tet Offensive. Whoa. And I knew I was in good hands. So so he was in Vietnam as a surgeon, I guess. Yes, he was. So he was he old? He, he, you got an old doctor. He was old. Now, do you think he... Uh, <laughs> He handled Forrest Gump's injuries as well. <laughs> he must have. Uh, so he comes in and uh, and reassures you. Reassures right you that <laughs> I actually did feel very reassured. That this was the worst night of his life since the surprise attack from the Viet Cong. I yep. will say I I trust somebody who went through being a surgeon in a war. They've seen worse and continues to be a surgeon and yeah. has been a surgeon all this time. Oh, you, he's the you number one think... orthopedic surgeon in the country. So I felt oh, wow. actually very. Good for Shaq. Yes. He really had I know. The, really he's so accomplished. I, he's really done a lot since his retirement from sports. <laughs> he hasn't really retired. This is a really Shaq-heavy episode. Yeah. <laughs> I'm loving it. Uh, so your cousin really did have the hookup with mm-hmm. the, the number one surgeon? or, or did you say Number one orthopedic surgeon in okay. the country. And how long were you told. in surgery? I, it was like five hours, I think. That's, Four or five hours. Wow. Wow. It was, I have six pins and two plates in my ankle still, and there are still fragments of the bullet in there. And oh, wow. does any of that get taken out later, or is this just like, we they, got as much out as we could? They told me it was, well, they said that, the way they put it to me was, well, hopefully all the bullet fragments will calcify, but if they don't and they migrate into the ankle joint, we'll just open you up and flush you with water. Oh, that sounds great. Irrigate. I think they use the word irrigate. We'll irrigate you. And did you say, why don't you just irrigate me now? No, I think I said something like, ah, yeah, did, did you say anything weird? I'm always interested in what people do when they, uh, they're like, not I quite apparently woke up quite irate at the whole uh, epidural thing. I don't remember this. But uh, you were mad about the epidural. Yeah, I was mad at having had the epidural. Okay. I sort of remember, I remember feeling mad. I don't remember what I said. Um, were you, did you stay in the hospital for a couple days or did you get dismissed? I was there, um, well, I was in recovery for a really long time because it took me hours to be able to move my lower body again. Oh, just to have it wear off. Yeah. Which is apparently not normal and terrifying to me, as you can imagine. (laughs) Especially in the leg that Were they scratching their heads like, ah, it should be, should be wearing off by now. A, A little bit. That's scary. Which was very, very disconcerting. That's like the one profession where if somebody doesn't know exactly what they're doing, you're immediately just like, no, shit. They're like, I don't know if we should have given her this many drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Uh, but yeah, I was there for, I think I was released on my third day there. And did you have a cast? I had a walking cast. Okay. So I was stitched up from my surgery, um, just, just the incision. They didn't stitch the, apparently, gunshot wounds almost never get infected. Hmm. Oh, that's nice. Um, because the skin is just cauterized, I guess. Uh, sure. Um, and so they stitched me up, and then I had bandages, and then I was in one of those. You've probably seen them—the boots that people walk yeah. around with. Um, I had one of those. Okay. Crutches, cane. Crutches. Um, for like four months. And did, did you have any physical therapy or? I did. Um, after the first six weeks. Okay, and, and how long did that last? Six months. Okay, that's that's substantial. This is a question I usually ask, but did, this seems most applicable here. Did you have like psychological damage from this? Like when you went home, were you scared? Did you feel like moving? Were you well? I mean, nervous, I have a rent stabilized apartment, so I definitely wasn't considering moving. <laughs> You're just going to become a shut-in. <laughs> yeah, basically. 
Um, yes, I definitely, I definitely had some psychological after effects sure. from this experience. Um, I mean, apparently when you have some sort of a violent accident, PTSD is pretty normal. Mm-hmm. So I did have some PTSD, nightmares, drowning, that kind of thing, being in hospitals and mm. various horrible things happening to me in the hospital. Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of Shaq nightmares. Yeah, we all saw a steal. <laughs> um, Got him. <laughs> um, and then, well, it also, it doesn't help that you know, people still get shot in my neighborhood. Uh-huh. Um, so are you still in the same apartment? Yeah. Okay. And people get shot periodically. So it was. A, it took a little while, I would say like a good year, to sort out PTSD reaction to somebody getting shot and totally normal someone just got shot in front of my building reaction. Right. Uh-huh. Um, it, it happens less now, but I would say it was happening fairly often at the time. Like how often? Somebody got shot in the jaw in front of my building two weeks after I moved in. Oof. Everyone survives, though, which is nice. <laughs> you'll get and shot, weird. but you'll be okay. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Um, Maybe yeah, there's a I reason mean, the Latin Kings aren't doing so well. Well, you know, the whole, I feel like the whole shooting out of a moving vehicle thing is it's, bound it's, to... It's harder than you think. You got to practice. Yeah. Shaq didn't... I'm not even doing that. <laughs> no, we're, we're over shacking this. <laughs> I'm shacked up. Uh, the, the the community that you instantly became a part of after this bullet ricochet. Did you have you talked to these? Are you friends with these? Oh these, yeah, these ladies I mean, now. People brought me stuff. People <laughs> sent like free food home with my boyfriend at the time. Sent me like baskets of fruit and free coffee. And people came and like I I, I mean I'd already been sort of pretty good friends with my downstairs neighbor, but mm-hmm. she's a um. She's a home health aide, and so she came and, like, changed my bandages. Oh, that's and, great. That's really great. Yeah, it, it was actually great. I mean, like, the guy who runs the bodega on my corner sent stuff home with my boyfriend for me. And, that's really you cool. you know, said a, said a prayer and, you know, a whole bunch of other really, really, truly nice, generous things. So, yeah, I do actually – it's weird to say this, but, um, like, I do feel that – this was sort of a catalyst to me becoming a bigger part of the neighborhood that I, I'm really, I'm really feel at home in now. And I have a lot of, you know, close relationships with my neighbors. In a, in a weird way, it's kind of like a good icebreaker. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Even to this day that people will see my scar and ask what happened and they'll say, oh my God, that was you. <laughs> I'll say, yep, that was me. So I wanted to ask, uh, you said there were six fragments still in there? Or no, you had six pins, but... Six pins, two plates, and then, like, an unknown number of bone frag- of, uh, oh, bullet fragments. bullet fragments. Did they take out a sizable amount of bullet fragments? Yeah, they. I think they removed the bulk of the bullet. Okay. And did you get to keep it? That is the same question. Liter- literally everybody asked me that question. And no, it's in evidence because the case is unsolved. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Along with my sandals that I was wearing that night. Your oh, sandals man. are evidence Yeah, they now? took my sandals. They Never. took them. They t- well, one, this one was blown off my foot, so that one was gone. They found it on the street somewhere. But the other one, they cut off my ankle and ha- put, like, literally in the hospital. They took it off my ankle, and they dropped it into an evidence bag being held by a police officer. But would you really wear one sandal? <laughs> so that's just sitting in an evidence box right now. Two, two pairs of uh, sort of like a seafoam-colored Urban Outfitters sandals splattered in blood. And one flattened bullet fragment. You know, it's not even evidence. One cop was just like, I like those. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, shit, one, I need shoes. one-footed cop. <laughs> his, his, boot, his boot got ruined. <laughs> you this know, is an emergency. You know it would be great if they solved the case like 
15 years from now and then gave you back the sandal. They're like, oh finally, you can have it back. They go up in value. Right? <laughs> they appreciate well, sandals with blood on them? I mean, I bet I could sell it on some kind of a fetish website. What kind of fetish would that be? Injuries? or I mean, that's you kind of our thing. You would be shocked. I'm sure. I mean, people people have, like, amputation fetishes. Oh, yeah. And amputee <laughs> fetishes. Oh, yeah, so I'm sure that, I'm sure, maybe I could sell them separately. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, if, if anyone out there is interested, uh, it, you'd have to contact the police. <laughs> <laughs> and we might, too, actually. Uh, <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> Um, in regards to like this investigation that apparently remains open, have, did they ask you any questions about this stuff or were they just like, this happens often enough that we're just going to, they're asking you like what color car? Like, yeah. See I plate? mean, the, the cops on the scene who then also went to the hospital were demanding a lot of details of me that I simply didn't have because truthfully, like it happened all behind sandals? me. So I couldn't like, I couldn't see yeah. anything and they re- for some reason refused to believe this that you just didn't that see i it. didn't see it well or that like i would I, I assume they like assumed that i saw something and was scared which that's true. yeah i would definitely not tell them anything if i had known it so maybe that's a fair assumption yeah i'd, I'd be afraid to to tattle not me also i don't like cops really oh yeah <laughs> maybe they could sense it yeah definitely just this is my oppositional nature um, the detectives who showed up to the hospital were a bit nicer. Did they good cop, bad cop you? No, it was mostly both like slightly irritated cop. Mass cop. Yeah. <laughs> slightly irritated cop and slightly more irritated cop. Shaq's a cop. I wish it had been Shaq. If Shaq had asked me, I would have felt, if he had been there interrogating me, number one, I feel like I wouldn't have been intimidated at all. <laughs> and number two, if I'd had any information, I would have gladly given it to him. So, yes. this is so all getting, yes, I was, all I was interrogated by the police. Um, they kept calling me to tell me that they had had no information. Just and you know. when I stopped picking up the phone, they called my mom. Really? I'm not even kidding. Like they had my mother's. I think I'm sure I'd given it to them. Like I, they'd like obtained it somehow contact. as like an alternate contact. And they called my mom because <laughs> they were really upset that I hadn't. I hadn't picked she up the phone. Down. And so my mom was like, Paige, I think you need to call Detective Houlihan back. And so I, yeah, Houlihan and Spaziani. Uh, on USA tonight. <laughs> right? It was, I really, it felt like I was in an episode of Law and & Order, and that made me feel really special. Um, Ice-T was there. Well, I'm, I'm certain that Officer Houlihan is a, a huge fan of your show. Uh, I should say, he was very nice to me. Shout he was actually really super nice. Uh, I just thought it was really funny that they repeatedly called me to tell me they had no information. And then when I did not pick up the phone, they, they insisted I call them family. back. And then what they wanted to tell me was that they had no information. Okay. So when did they stop calling you? Or do they still call you? Uh, uh, well, I do ignore any phone numbers I don't have saved. But um, I think they stopped calling me. It was it was before I finished physical therapy. Okay. So sometime within the first six months. So uh, if you if you had like any advice to give someone that would be in a, a similar situation, God forbid, uh, what would it be? Serious advice or flippant advice? Let's do a little bit of both. Um, I guess my flippant advice would be have a cousin who did his residency at New York Presbyterian. Mm-hmm. That's not bad advice. Just pressure them if yeah. they're not even in that field. It's great advice. Because um, you know, if you're a cop, you could become a doctor, just like Shaq. Yeah. 
a parent, you can be a cop, a doctor, and a professional athlete. And an icy hot spokesman. <laughs> inspiration to us all. Uh, so and, what, yes. what's, your, what's your serious My advice? My serious advice would be, um, it's going to sound stupid, um, and maybe, I feel like it's not going to sound as though I'm blaming the victim, given that I am the victim in this situation. But pay attention to your surroundings. Mm-hmm. Don't get shot. Because, yeah, I mean, like, just don't get shot. It's, like, not that hard. So many people have not been shot. I'm not being shot right now. Yeah, but neither shot. of these people has been shot. We don't know We don't know about Brian Russo because well, we don't know how he died. Yeah, in the woods, could have been a hunter. I feel like it might have been a bear, though. I don't know. I don't know where the woods were. So my serious advice. Uh, <laughs> just, you know, really pay attention to what's happening around you. And if something seems off, just bail. Like, just mm-hmm. turn the corner, cross the street, run away, whatever. I mean, you might feel stupid, but you also hopefully won't get shot. That's really good advice. That was such a great story. <laughs> truly, Thanks. truly a very good story. Yeah. Thank you. It's um, it's the most interesting thing about me. So yeah. you know, now that's all there is. It's all downhill at this I point. I don't even think there's anything interesting about me. Except for the scream voice acting, that's pretty cool. We have this podcast now. You sort of inherited it. Yeah, but it's like I didn't, I didn't make that. That's true. That's part of Brian Russo's legacy. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can forget about him. We're changing the name on it to Brian Hayes. Cool. So it's like he never existed. So anyway, <laughs> ashes uh, to ashes. <laughs> as <laughs> dust to dust. Well, there's no body. We didn't cream. Yeah, we had to. Uh, so. Since I'm such a big fan of the podcast and listen to every episode, I know that we play a game at the end of the episode, um, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, I, I didn't come up with one, so I think we're going to play our, our, our fun go-to, which is Would You Rather. Let's hear the theme song to Would You Rather. You can blow with this, you can blow with that. You can blow with this, or you can blow with that. Or you can blow with this, or you can blow with that. Or you can blow with us. Hey, would you would you like to play Would You Rather? I would love to play Would You Rather. Andy, would you like to play Would You Rather? Yeah, I'm going to dedicate this round of Would You Rather to Brian Russo. R.I.P. Brian Russo. This one's for you. Okay, so Would You Rather is just uh, what you'd think it was, where you, we ask, would you rather do one thing or the other? So I, I think I'll, I'll start off this round by uh, saying, would you rather meet Shaquille O'Neal as a cop, a doctor, or a professional athlete? Now are you asking if we would meet him and we are the cop, professional athlete or doctor? <laughs> no. You said, would you really like would to meet you, him as? Yeah, like... Would you, it's like it, Shaq is when, one of those? When he's in one of those roles, would you rather meet him as a cop, a doctor, or a professional athlete? Now, is he an actual cop or a doctor, or is this an honorary no. title? Uh, according to you, he, he holds all these titles in, in, like in the in full serious. faculty. Yeah, I, I genuinely believe that. No joke. Okay. So would you rather? Uh, I'm going to say athlete. Just to like play ball with him or? Well, and also like the chances of me wanting to be around a cop are slim. And assuming, I'm assuming it'd be some kind of like emergency or bad thing has happened if Shaquille O'Neal comes to my house as a cop. And if I'm meeting Shaq as a doctor, it's probably because there's some kind of medical emergency. And if I meet him as a professional athlete, I'm just in like desperate need of some dunks. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to help you out. <laughs> I'm just saying if there's an emergency of the three emergencies, that's the one I want to have. Now, Paige, I think we've already gone over this a little bit where we yeah. said, uh, you know, your doctor was Shaq. But in reality, would you like to, to meet Shaq as a doctor, professional athlete, 
or a cop, yeah. a state trooper. <laughs> I actually uh, dislike sports enough that I'm going to say I would rather meet Shaq as a cop. I thought you don't like cops either. I, I don't, but okay. I feel like Shaq, it would be despite, fun. despite your fervent belief, I feel like Shaq hasn't had time to go to medical school. Okay. No, so, no, he's not. I should clarify. He's, he's a PhD. He has a PhD. He's not like a medical doctor. Although I, I feel like a PhD program is almost as long as medical school. I'm not sure when he had time to do all these things. He's a renaissance man. He is a renaissance man. It's true. Okay. Let's add that to it. Would you want to meet him as like a knight at a renaissance fair? Yeah. I, I'd choose that actually. Yeah, over, definitely. If, yeah. if, if that was in, I would, I just to see him like on a horse, as long as the horse didn't like collapse die and die. underneath him. Yeah, I mean, hands down, I would also say as a knight at a renaissance fair. Okay, and I think I'm going to have to round that out and say I would also like to see him as a knight in a renaissance fair, like jousting or something. Shaq, if you're listening, and Shaq versus is still on, I'm challenging you to... A joust? A joust. <laughs> All right, Andy, uh, now, now here's your time to ask your would you rather. Okay, would you rather be injured by a gorilla, hear me out, a gorilla that can speak... Not with the aid of anything, like a gorilla that not like Amy from Congo? not like Amy from Congo, like a gorilla that has human speech. Mm-hmm. Or would you like to be killed by not killed, <laughs> injured by a mime, a human mime? So a gorilla that speaks, or a he- person that doesn't talk? Definitely a human mime. Yeah, because the- a gorilla's a, a but huge you can, animal. You can ask the gorilla. You can be, why are you doing this? And it'll answer you. I don't need to know why. Yeah, I'm going to have to side with Paige there. Yeah, I, it's such a huge animal. I feel like I'm a human being, unless the mime is also Shaq. Yeah, like, I don't know if the how mime can do worse. some real damage, then maybe I'll, I'll change my answer. But you if, survive this. I, you're, yeah, you're but not there are different killed. ways to survive something. Is this I the think same we can injury? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh. We'll we'll say it's a broken arm. Okay, so would you rather have your arm broken... By a talking gorilla or or a mime? mime, A human mime. Gorilla. Exactly. Yeah. For the story, at least. I'd want to meet the talking gorilla. Yeah. I mean, I'm siding with that. I would take the gorilla. Something about, like, just... Mimes are clowns. Something about that just doesn't sit well with me. I wouldn't be creeped out by a talking gorilla. I mean, I'd be surprised... But I'd also be intrigued. Yeah, I wouldn't, like, expect it. Uh, Okay, Paige, do you have a would you rather for us? I do. All right. So would you rather spend three hours at the zoo with the person you've just broken up with Hmm. or eat a rat? Your choice of preparation. Live or dead rat? Your choice. Oh, wow. You're giving us a lot of options here. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could eat it. Alive, you could roast it, you could fry it. Was this like a lab bread rat or like one from a sewer? Ooh, subway rat. Subway rat. This person we're spending time with, you said it's the next. That you have like just broken up with, like walking into the zoo. Amicable split? No. And it's you're the one that broke up with them? Yeah, who instigated? You did. Hmm. And you both have to stay there for three hours. You have to be with him. Toronto Zoo? I'm going to say Omaha. Oh, I was going to say the Bronx Zoo, but maybe yeah. like the San Diego Zoo. Ooh, that's a good mm, zoo. It's a, a good zoo. zoo. It's a good zoo, but you have to stay together the whole time. You what, can't like split up. What distance, how far away from this person can I be? You have to be holding hands the whole time. Oh, wow. So this is an interesting breakup where you're like, we're still going to hold hands. Mm. I feel like it could just be like a power play. Okay. Um, 
I'm going to go with the uh, going to the zoo with the X. I'm going to say zoo. Because zoos are pretty cool. I mean, are pretty cool. you'll see a red panda and like a three-toed sloth. That's cool. And it's just three hours. You know, you might be regretting that rat on the toilet later. I don't know. Does the rat talk? <laughs> <laughs> so, Andy, you're going with zoo as I'm well? I'm going with zoo. Uh, Paige, what, what would you do? You know, I feel like it might depend upon which of my exes I'm thinking about. The, the ex you're you're thinking about. Um, I would probably go with the rat. Really? Ooh. So how would you prepare it? I would roast it. Mm. I feel eat. like it can't be that bad. But you're a vegetarian, right? I am. So you would break veg to not go to the zoo I mean, with I your break, ex? I mean, I break veg periodically, like for Thanksgiving. Okay. I would break veg to eat a rat, I think. On Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> on Thanksgiving. Uh, all Especially right. on Thanksgiving. I'm just so grateful to the tremendous yeah. bounty the city has offered me. <laughs> There's, there's multiple you know, levels to that. It's just really important to me to like to be my to go my own way and be my own person and not to be beholden. You can go your own way. I can. <laughs> to eat a rat, I guess. Well, that that was a fun game of would you rather. Uh, you know, for the I most part, for the most part we were on the same page. Uh, Shut up, Brian. <laughs> we don't make puns on this podcast. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, I think that's that's all the time that we have uh, for this episode. Paige, would you like to plug anything? Um, well, I am actually about to launch a fundraising campaign for my feature film Friday Afternoon. Um, all right. Really excited about it. It's kind of an homage to Agnes Varda's Cleo from 5 to 7. Um, touches on some interesting contemporary issues. Um, and, you know, I think the idea being to really get to the sort of essential experience of what it means to be a 20-something in New York City today. So just keep an eye out on Kickstarter for a Friday afternoon film. Uh, okay, so Friday afternoon. Uh, Andy, would you would you like to plug anything? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm on an improv house team at a place called The Armory. Our team name is Definitely Humans. We do improv, and some of it's okay. Yeah? If you want to come see it, uh, the shows are on Friday at 930 on 46th Street. Up near and Times Square, the nightmare the, that the is tank. Friday at Times Square. It's uh, yes. Do you want to plug anything? Yeah, my voice acting can be heard on the new USA show, uh, Houlihan and Sveziani. Uh, I do like the, it's 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 kind of like a hard boiled cop show, and I do the the voiceover in it's the beginning eggs. where it's like Houlihan, Sveziani. You know that that's me. So just like look out for that. Listen. Um, well, I mean, watch the show because it's 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 going places. I don't have cable, and that's uh, Thursdays at 10 p.m. on USA. <laughs> so, uh, all right, we're gonna wrap this up like we usually do, where we say, as much as we like talking about injuries, we don't like getting them, and we don't want you to get them either. So, stay safe out there. Stay safe out there. Stay safe out there. Stay safe out there.